0: So welcome to the Towny Brands Podcast, I'm Dominic Leonardo. I'm here with two comedians today, Elliot Barnes and Rocco Hidalgo. How are you guys doing? doing well, man. Great, Great man. Playing. Thank you for having us. Good, Tough yeah, is awesome. Yeah. Halfway through the week. So, so thanks for coming on. I wanted to talk to you guys about comedy, specifically in East Providence. Um, you guys have been performing at the Comedy Connection all summer. Uh, you guys have been doing well there. It's been fun to go to the shows. So I want to talk to you about how you got into comedy, first of all seems like right now there's a big comedy boom, but it seems you guys have been interested in it for a little bit longer. So kind of walk me through how you actually got into comedy and
1: got up on stage. Yeah, so I I would say The first time ever, I would have to take it back to like when I first got on stage, which Mm -hmm. was when I got involved in theater in like sixth grade. All right. And that was like the first time I ever really got on stage and kind of performed. So I think it's that euphoric centric feeling. Were you a Um, funny
0: guy in school, like the class crowd type? Yeah,
1: I think I was always kind of funny. Like that's what made me kind of come out of my shell. I think before that I was really, really quiet. I didn't really talk at all Mm -hmm. um, until I would say about seventh grade. And people who see this are going to say, hell no, he talks way too damn much. But, um, Definitely. At one point, I was really, really shy I didn't really talk at all. And then I remember in seventh grade, I had a, a, a sci- social studies teacher by the name of Miss Real, and I just got really comfortable in her class to like mm. kind of just be funny. And as soon as I got that reaction from the class, I liked it so much that I just kept making fun of her and making fun of other people in the class and just kind of being. And then,
0: when's the first time you got up on stage for stand up
1: specifically? Stand up was. Um, so shout out to my, my boy I he did a, a roast and it was a, a roast for his birthday okay. and that was like the first time I was still in the College of Bison Corps and that was another thing that kind of got me into um, stand up. Um, I had to present to um, you know high school kids and I had to entertain them. Yeah. So I had to do that for, for periods on end. So you know if a period is like 45 minutes or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you have to talk and entertain these kids, make them laugh. Mm-hmm. So I would use a lot of things in pop culture like that they would reference on um, like future and different things like that. But also the, um, you know, why are you always lying, and so things like that. Like, I looked the different memes. things that were funny yeah different yeah. memes and things like that um, which made it that much more fun and then when I saw that and then I went to the comedy connection I want to say for the first time when I was in the college of Core. Corps um, and I, I just was like, wow, that looks dope like I, I want to do that yeah you know? so that's what kind of got me into it then after that I did the the roast that was the first thing and then after that started like hooking up with different people and kind of just yeah. doing the open mics then hooked up with John did that then went up Florida for a little while did that for a little while and came back and all the yeah so I, I'm just trying to trying to get it.
0: Good for you, man. Mm-hmm. So Elliot, how about you? How'd you get into it? Yeah, um,
2: I mean, I'd piggyback off uh, what he said, but um, I guess when you're growing up and you, you just have that edge that you just love to make people laugh. So mm-hmm. I knew that from a young age. And then um, actually, we worked together for a little bit over mm-hmm. at Taquan, shout out to Taquan. <laughs> shout but, out Ta- uh, <laughs> and then we, we would talk about it like, oh man, we should get up on stage, blah, blah, blah. Um, he left, he got a new job. and. I saw a picture of you on stage at the Comedy Connection. I was like, "Wow, this is dope!" So I reached out to him. Um, he kind of helped me through like my first few shows. So that's dope. And when was this? When was your first show? It was about my first show is May seventh. Right, this year, so yeah. Yeah, and um, it, it went good. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, um, so now talk to me about bombing right? because I feel mm-hmm. like every com- comedian they're funny around their friends but it takes a lot to actually get up on stage in front of other people so would yeah. you guys have any thoughts about
2: actually bombing or is just kind of inevitable in the comedy world yeah um, so yeah. Um, so actually my first two shows were good my first show was good my second show was really good my third show it was bad <laughs> didn't get a laugh um, it's tough it, it, it tests you definitely but I feel like when I was done when I walked off I mean, it's brutal, but it's, yeah, it's such a good learning experience. Like, no, I learned so much. You, you just gotta to get to under it your belt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think it, it builds character, <laughs> right. like everything else, right? But I think the the big thing with that, um, I mean, I, I was so I didn't give a date to when I actually started, which was like 2015. Okay, um, a few years. I, yeah, so so it was 2015 when I first really started writing material and then mm-hmm. reciting it and making people laugh. Um, so. After, I would say, when was it? It was, uh, all right, and I remember exactly, it was right before the election, because mm-hmm. in September I had a show, um, and this was, okay, so this was like a year ago. All right, yeah. So this was exactly a year ago. September, um, I had a show, September 11th, I had some September 11th jokes that went really, really well, mm-hmm. and I had Trump jokes, right, because that right. was the big thing. yeah, was yeah of course. About. And everyone thought that was hilarious, and then, the next month came. It was October. Was the election. To, no, oh, it was no, closer yeah, to sorry. the election, and people had made up their minds at that point. So when they made up their minds, they wasn't they wasn't thinking <laughs> I mean, the Trump jokes. They didn't think it was funny. Yeah. Um, also, it was just a, I didn't really feel the vibe, and I think I think that's what's happened to me when I, to be honest, I was like. One, I bombed. I feel like a few times where to course, me it wasn't up to long. satisfactory. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't up to where I needed to be. Um, but I would say that particular time was the worst because I really felt this is terrible. Nobody's yeah. laughing. Um, so how we- many
0: times will you try out a joke before you kind of keep it in your routine or just kind of discard it? Mm-hmm. Like if you bomb with it once or something, are you still trying it out the next venue, um, the next show?
2: To be honest, I. I don't know. I feel like I'd keep it for a while. Yeah. Because uh, every crowd is different. People. Some people you might depends what the joke is too. Like, yeah. if you like to push the envelope a little bit, I feel like if say that to a certain crowd, they're just gonna like shut down. And yeah. Then you like they like turn against you. But I'm not ready to give up any of my jokes yeah. that I think are funny. If they're funny to me, I will keep. So speaking yeah, of science, no matter if they don't work, how I'm gonna keep best. them. How would you guys describe
1: your styles? I know that's kind of a tough question yeah, it's to say a tough question. box yourself into a genre. And this is what I was gonna say, kinda kinda going back to that. I think more so it's knowing your audience, right? Yeah. Which is really, really tough in a sense. And I think that's the toughest part of being. What's a gonna medium. work with which audience and Yeah, because I mean depending on the demographic that you're talking to, they're gonna relate to different things mm-hmm. and be able to, and I think that's a, the job as a comedian, right? You need to be relatable enough so people are like, damn, that's funny because I've been through that. Yeah. Um. So I think that's tough and, and especially, right, um, that's why I think so many comedians talk about race and talk about these different things that, you know, because people are so different, but they are all one and the same, mm-hmm. right? We all like love, we all, you know what I'm saying, want money, we all yeah. want these success, we all want these things. So when you can t- talk about those things that kind of relate and transcend yeah. uh, race, I think that's like a big thing. But I think you definitely have to know your demographic, right, and we've dealt with that. We've dealt with yeah. older crap, older Mm -hmm. audiences that don't really get the younger jokes they don't get the online dating jokes they don't get that you know what I mean so I think um, really it's hard to put a box I feel like me as a person right even as a person there's so many different sides to Rocco that you kind of really that's the whole point of the show you're gonna get that surprise you don't you don't really know what exactly you're gonna get you're gonna get one of those sides of Rocco that really I think is gonna be kind of relevant to the time okay which makes sense to me because a lot of my jokes I think kind of are centered around what's going on, kind mm-hmm. of more so co- what current events. Certain pieces are, you know, touching on current events. So I think that's like with me. So if I had to put a box, yeah, so I can't, <laughs> I just, yeah, can't.
0: So, to make, to, yeah, to so try to pin you guys down on this one. What's uh, what's a comedian you would say you're most like? That a mainstream comedian that the listeners wow. would actually know? Wow, you're to each other.
1: I think <laughs> like that's like better. I don't really except if I say me. I can't even. I I feel like I there's. To, I mean. Talk about who are our influences? influences. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry, I start with that.
2: For oh, this, a lot obviously Richard Pryor, George Carlin, but I mean recently those are all time greats. Uh, Gerard Carmichael for me is like, okay, the best. Uh, yeah. he was a huge influence on me. Um, I like I like old Jamie Foxx too. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is dope. Uh, Louis C.K. Yeah, I mean I like Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, and that's what's kinda cool right now though. I feel like there's a and
0: we've talked about this too before about like the kind of comedy boom there is right now. Because oh, yeah. right now before you might have to wait for a for a special. I know you've been watching comedy yeah. forever too. And you'll have a bunch on D V D and such, but now you can just throw on Netflix yeah. Yeah. and there's how many new stand ups where you know people you don't even know about, but there's just always stand up readily available. You can watch at any time. You know? yeah. So I feel like it, it's just now it's easier to consume comedy. Yeah, Not
1: not even only that, right? You got Big names, bets coming back. You got Jerry Seinfeld coming back with a yeah. Netflix special. Yeah, just, she had she had she told, just had too. Suppose I heard Ellen DeGeneres yeah. is talking about yeah, really yeah. on stage. Yeah, so stand-up. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's definitely it's and I think I have to definitely give and and this is one of my big influences, and I have to say this because he's like the I guess Jay-Z to the music world in our generation. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, man. Like he's oh, just know, done yeah. so much for stand-up. He's everywhere. He really has. I think he's really made stand-up. Back to what it was. he brought it back to what it was. He showed people that they can make money off of that, right? He's also kind of transcended and went, went from the you know stand up and making that go to the big screen and, and make money off yeah. that too. So I think he's like really kind of been really innovative with the, with the comedy scene and also put on a lot of young people as well. Yeah, like he put on little rally. He also yeah. has the heart production where he's yeah. you know doing a lot of that. So you know I think that's a really great thing. I think um, you know essentially that's kind of what you want, right? You want that type of success. You want. People to recognize your talent, and then you want to be able to help other people kind of get that as well. Yeah, and I think Kevin Hart is the epitome of what hard work it really is. Yeah, because he is, he works right. really, He's really right. hard, you know.
0: Yeah. So, now how uh, beneficial is it having a place like the Comedy Connection right here in East Providence? Because I don't know of too many uh, comedy venues in the state of Rhode Island, but I'm not following uh, in the comedy scene right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. how do you guys feel about performing at different venues, and how does the Comedy Connection stack up at other venues you've performed in?
1: Uh, I mean, I <laughs> I feel like it's. Uh, it's I like think a it's, of, yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah, a, it's a blessing, it's a blessing in and a curse because
2: yeah. like I performed there 10, 11 times now and it feels like if you want to – if a comedian is your dream and that's what you want to be, I feel like you you can't get comfortable there. Yeah, and right. like That's what I feel like I did for a yeah. little bit. But, um you just got to go out and you got to travel, but yeah. like I said, it's right, it's a, a mile away from my house, so it's convenient. Yeah. Your friends can go, exactly. Um, exactly. so it's nice to have it in the neighborhood, but you got to get out and you got to yeah. go out. That's what I'm trying other to venues. do now is go out to other venues yeah. and And you've got a couple of shows coming up, right? Yeah. So I have a show um, September 21st um, that is at the Octane Theater in, Octane Bar in New London, Connecticut. Okay. Um, I have a show this Saturday at Strikers, mm-hmm. the bowling alley. And then um, October 8th, I'll be at the Comedy Connection. Nice. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get more shows and stuff. You're yeah, right the same thing over
1: there. Yeah, Connection. well, right now, October 1st, that's the next one that I actually have planned out. Okay. Um, I, I know, Elliot, we've talked about our kind of pacing as far as like, performances oh, as I'll well. I'm a little more uh, less frequent, so yeah. you know, I, I like to build up for the next show. If I feel that it's going to be a good show, um, I'll take you know a month off so that way people can wait and save their money and make yep. sure that they have that ten dollars to go to Comedy Connection on the <laughs> first. Um, you know, so I, I mean, how, how long does it take you to write write the jokes? Because I know a lot of people will say, you know, you're a
0: comedian, tell me a joke and stuff like that." Yeah. You don't want to give it all away. So it like really is such an experience when you're in the audience at the Comedy Connection yeah. rather than me just watching a clip of you online saying your joke. So yeah. it's
2: like, so like, how do we write the material? Yeah. I I feel like that's a little. A big misconception, like I don't, I'm not sitting down in my house with a pad, right. thinking like you'll, not yeah, like write down Yeah, I just, I mean, it just happens randomly. You're driving, something will pop into your head, mm-hmm. and if you think it's funny, you'll jar it down. Yeah. And then once you have it, well, this is what I do, once I have it written down, I'll just let it sit there and like marinating, and then mm-hmm. if I think of other things off of that I can just add it to the joke. Yeah. But it's not it's not what you would think, like, all right, time to like okay. you read a book, sit yeah. down and I don't think it's like that. Yeah. Same I, for you, Rocco. I, for me, it's
1: very similar. I would say it's more like a I don't know how to say it. It, it kind of just comes to me and I see it being performed almost. Right, so yeah. I'll kind of see it and I'm like, oh shit, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can swear on this. I'm sorry. Yeah, fine. Edit it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh snap, like, you know, th- this like really would work. I think this is really, really funny. This also is very true to me. That's something that I'm really trying to do too, stay true to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of times too, a lot of uh, comedians get capture and try to be a different character on stage right. when I think when you're you know really yourself that's when you get the most out of it and people really appreciate that yeah, in every so. aspect of life but I think really transcend on the, on the you know on the yeah. stage there so 100. awesome all right well thanks so much for coming on the tiny
0: brands podcast um, hopefully everybody learned a lot about the kind of comedy scene in East Providence and um, yeah Come out to the much. show
1: man October 1st October 8th sometime to us, man. yeah man I might get on October 8th too we'll see what happens That. Awesome. That's Brian's show? Yeah, that's yeah. we'll
0: promote. we'll promote. We'll see what happens. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, guys. No problem.